Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Blessed to be here, and uh, that's honor. Uh, I meet your pastor first time. Uh, he was preaching for us a uh, men's discipleship in Romania, and... Uh, Never thought that I will come one day to preach here. Oh, my name is Vitali. I uh, I was saved in Romania 23 years ago. Uh, pioneered in Ukraine twice, took over Moldavian church. And now I'm on my way to Ukraine back. As soon as war is finishing, we'll go there. And uh, uh, right now I'm working as a maintenance guy. And uh, you know, maintenance guy, that fixing stuff, making life easier. And I came to make your life easier. Can we be sincere? Well, this is a church, okay. Uh, how about reading the Bible? Sometimes it gets like tiresome. Whole book, you know, the kids that are learning right now, uh, they know what I'm talking about. I have two, two daughters that are doing this distance learning. Uh, so my younger daughter in the sixth grade, she say, oh, it's so hard. I need to like to check all that boxes. <laughs> so, you, you don't know how I was learning, but uh, I came with a great hope for you. I found a verse in the Bible, one verse, that can basically solve all the problems. Knowing this verse, you can be saved. 
you can stay saved. Your life will be transformed as a miracle. You'll get your husband or wife. You'll get married successfully. You'll know how to raise your kids. And you'll know how to get to the heaven. So knowing just one this verse and doing one this verse, you can solve everything in Christian life. Is it cool? Somebody has an idea what kind of verse is it? Come on. <laughs> Tell me some ideas. Let's vote what that verse would be. Uh, it's in the Bible. <laughs> some suggestions? Nobody. Come on. Yeah, tell me. Love the God. That, that's cool. But, uh, you know, the, this word love, it's, it's so uh, used. And by the way, the love that the writer was putting there, like in Greek and Hebrew, it's far, far away from the love that people understand right now. Maybe some different opinions. Okay, the, the ice is broken. Huh? Some ideas? Some, yes. God so loved the world. No, oh, it, it sounds so simple, but this is so deep theological world. Verse. I have something really, 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 really simple that everybody, I mean the kids, can, can get it. Okay. Huh? What's that? Seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, oh, for me, maybe 23 years studying Bible, I still cannot figure out and explain what the kid of God is. <laughs> okay, John 2, 5. This is the Bible verse. You can write it down. You can tattoo it on your heart. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Is it simple? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Let's bow our heads. I finished. <laughs> now, uh, you see, this is the law of first mentions. In Gospel of John, we see the first miracle of God. This right before he just, he just started. And we know in the Bible what is first mentioned that we need to pay attention for that. Uh, this verse we'll find in the passage of the wedding in the Cana of Galilee. So I'll explain the story. Uh, Jesus coming to a wedding. Now, uh, what, what we, we know about this wedding is uh, that his mom, Mary, was kind of... Uh, Lady that was in charge. So some commentators will say that one of the, his sister was married. So that's why J uh, Jesus was coming as uh, with his disciples because he was re related to that. And uh, all this story, I heard a lot of sermons from this Cana of Galilee. I came from Orthodox family. It's like Catholic, just with a lot of statues. We have icons, the same once a year to church. Uh, living sinful life but uh, every time there was a wedding the priest will use this bible verse telling there was a canon galilee there was a wedding 
And uh, so people will use this, this passage from the scripture to describe the wedding. For other people, uh, they can see this passage as a wonderful example of how Jesus wants people to enjoy their life. I mean, the first place when he's going is the wedding. That's to make happy people, to make people feel good. Well, from other pe people, and I think the most of the people that are unsaved, is just another good verse about to get drunk. How many mad at her? Well, Jesus did the vine <laughs> from the water. See, I'm believing this, in this morning, Holy Spirit, take us from those aspects of the history, and he wants to focus us on the words that Mary shared with servants that day. You see, if we allow these words to get in our hearts, that will make us the most successful in God's kingdom. Because Bible and Christian life is so simple. All Christian life can resume to this words. Do whatever he tells you to do. Simple. There are words of action and mystery. There are words that focus on Jesus. There are words that speak the ability to communicate with the Lord. And they are personal words because they direct to us all. Well, as we tell, a lot of commentators say why the setting is like that, why Jesus was on that wedding. But one truth we know for sure, that Mary is going to Jesus, and she had the authority to tell the servants what to do. Well, as a servant of God, a follower of Christ, that's actually what we are called to do. We are called to obey Jesus' words. There is no if or but in this passage. There is no like pre and post set condition for our immediate listening. Maria didn't give us alternative condition. It does not say, for example, do whatever he tells you if you want. If you think it's a good idea. Or do whatever he tells you to do as long as make you look good. As long as it fits your agenda. As long as it doesn't cost you anything. Do whatever he tells you except... See, Mary adds nothing but immediate and absolute obedience. Whatever Jesus say, do it. Don't argue. Don't ask questions. Don't try to figure out. We are good at this. Amen. I, I, I will talk about myself. You know, I always I want to know just the whole picture. So what are you planning to do? But it's not our deal to, to figure out how God will do the miracle. Our part of job is just to do what he tells us to do. Just listen. Don't start a debate. So let's talk and look a few things about listening to him. First, the servant's obedience is what made this miracle story possible. 
Listen to this. If those servants wouldn't obey, there will be no kind of Galilee story in the Bible. That's so important. The miracle that happens in Cana Galilee, it's because those servants obey and did what Jesus tell them to do. Can I get personal? How many of Cana from Galilee doesn't exist in your life? You see, if those servants wouldn't obey, there will be no miracle. There will be no story. The chapter second of John will be much shorter. Because they obey. And how many miracles we are missing? When we know that God tells us to do, and we don't. What if when Holy Spirit, Jesus, was talking to Philip, hey, Philip, what up? Go to that isolated, lonely road. But God, there is nobody there. Go to do outreach in this neighborhood. But there is nobody there. It was somebody there. And from that somebody, a whole movement of God and Ethiopia starts. How about all these words when God will tell? You know, Paul will not be, half of the Bible wouldn't be in the Bible. There will be some disciples say, okay, God, I know it sounds crazy. I hear what this guy is doing, but I'll go. The obedience opened door to a miracle in a time of celebration. See, Abraham's obedience led to creation of God's chosen people. Moses' obedience led to Exodus event. Joshua's obedience led to fulfillment of the promised land. King David's obedience made Israel a powerful nation. And see, these words that Mary spoken, she didn't spoke from theory. Mary, Mary understood this word. She lives those words. When angel came to her and tell, hey, you'll get pregnant with the God himself. Well, her words was whatever. God, I will do. I'll be. She knows the gravity of those words. And Luke, Luke 1, 38, then Mary said, Behold the main servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your words. Mary know how to submit herself to the Lord. She didn't believe in a warm relationship with the Lord. She knew that the only way to find joy, peace, and love was to give yourself herself to God. Our obedience to God's guidance and direction open new opportunities for us. Revelation, understanding, and miracles. Our obedience to God's guidance and direction open the windows of heaven and allow God to bring his anointing and power. Our obedience to God's guidance changed the very atmosphere we breathe. 
See, our obedience to the Lord can make all the difference all around us. Because who knows this true? God loved this world much more than we. God loved Casa Grande much more than we. God loves your family much more than you. And sometimes the sad truth is that the thing that will not see the miracle, it's not because God is not moving. It's just because we are not obeying. Secondary, you see, we see that this obedience led to partnership with God. Have you ever really thought about the verse 7? John 2, 7. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. It's simple. We can just jump to this. Well, I'm beside maintenance guy. I'm a math guy. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking numbers. Always. My prediction. Uh, well, in our days, to do this job, the six jars, well, every jar contains like 20, 25 gallons of water. So we're talking about like 150 up to 180 gallons of water. Good. Some calculation. I did it like as up. It will take a medium like half-inch garden hose, right? And put it to the water. How many, how much? Is it? A three PCA, PCI? You have the, the pressure on the water? Well, that, that in Tempe at least is like this. So uh, three PCI, quarter-inch, give you three gallons of water per minute. Then we have about 10, 15 minutes to fill all those jars. But here a little problem. In Kana, they didn't have Ace Hardware, neither Home Depot, to buy that nice half-inch hose. And even if they would have, there was nothing to connect it to. So for these guys to do what Jesus did, say them to them. They need to go to the well with buckets. And they will have a well either in the center of the city, either outside of the city. So the servants will take like two, three gallons of buckets. I will not do that 40 times. And it wasn't 10 feet. You need to go outside of the city. Take the water. Bring it back. And in all this time, on their mind was, what are we doing? Let's have no sense. You see, they didn't have the the John Gospel, to read the end of the story. Before this time, nobody transformed water and wine. 
So they're talking between, hey, Jacob, but they're Jewish. What are we doing? Oh, filling the water. But why? Well, there's a shortage of wine. Okay. So why we are doing this? Because there is a shortage of wine. Yeah, but we are bringing water. And they are doing all this work just obeying to Jesus. And this makes no sense. Listen, sometimes, and living long in this Christian world, I figure out it's many times obeying God from the beginning doesn't make sense. Let's do some practical. Again, sincerity. Who agree that prayer is important? Everybody knows it, all right? Okay, so I'm assuming that everyone from you that are here that agree with that never miss a single day of prayer. No, we all miss some days of prayer, right? I miss some days of prayer. And guess what? In the day I missed the prayer, God didn't strike me with a light from heaven. Really, I'm still alive. So I was thinking sometimes, so, well, what's big deal to miss a prayer? What's that big deal to not read your Bible one day? What's big deal to miss a church service? There are three every week. Well, sir, lady, something that we don't understand right now. It's not about we need to understand. It's about obeying. You know, a couple of years ago, I was in the Romanian conference, and Pastor Russo, he's the leader of Romanian fellowship, he asked me, because our church got, got to some really bad stuff, uh, some people like leaders uh, rebelled, they went, they tried to take me also. And uh, so he was asking, we were just talking, he was, what make you to remain in the fellowship? And without thinking, it just was like snap, like three offerings per week. That what make me stay in the church. Because every single time I promise myself, if there will be plate going near my, near, in front of me. I'll put some money there. Three times per week, I'm reminding, God reminding me, am I willing still to invest in this? Do I still believe in what I believe? Because, oh yeah, we all believe, but do I still believe so much that I am willing to invest more than in Amazon? More than in my hobby? More than, well, for me, is in my tools. I love tools to buy. I, that's my, my weakness. I love tools. But I love Jesus more. And it sounds like not big deal. Listen, if God says it's a big deal, you better listen to this. One time, I was, that was so funny. It's not my song, but I believe that I need to tell you. Uh, I was uh, in Kiev preaching. Well, there was a revival, and I was leading, you know, the small church, Pioneer Church. You are like 
praise and worship leader. You're doing everything. And uh, I train my, I, I learn my, I train my, my girls, you know, I will give them always the money so they will put in the basket. And that time I was kind of so busy, I forget about that. Here I'm staying praising God, and I'm seeing Esther, my daughter, in front, and she's crying. And uh, my first reaction is, what a stupid kid. I mean, it's three years old. She, she didn't understand the value of money. You can put a $1, $100, she will see no difference. Listen, one of the few moments when God stopped me right there with a simple question. Vitaly, when the last time you cry that you have nothing to put there? I need to stop and ask forgiveness. You see, our obedience always leads us to a partnership with God. As in this morning's seminar, uh, when God created Adam and Eve, you see, he could create a thousand people. Right? He's almighty God. He can fill all this earth. But he chose Adam and Eve to work through these people. And he... Their obedience would save us a lot of stress. You see some obedience. Children of Israel are walking around the city of Jericho. Oh, that's a fun story. They cross the river. They come, Joshua, our command, El Comandante. How we'll get this city? I have a plan. Okay, so we'll go. How will... No, we'll actually go dancing around the city. And I, I'm believing, you know, some, some, some people from the, from the army say, yeah, and they will die from laughing. I mean, Joshua, the, the city, uh, in order to take them, you need to kind of attack the cities. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go around the city, but just fight, not to disturb them. It's like, guys, we will attack you, but, but just, we'll just walk around. Make no sense for them. For us, because we know the Bible, this makes perfect sense. David with the Goliath have no sense. But every great movement of God includes both God and human beings. God is partnering with us. You see, the problem is there are times when we wake up sitting next to our vessels with water, waiting for Jesus to fill them and turn them into wine. That's our biggest problem. We want Jesus to do all the work. We just want Jesus to get us out from this mess. We want Jesus to give us new friends. We want Jesus to bring us what we need on a plate. We want Jesus to solve all the problems while we wait him to do it. Oh, Jesus, you're so almighty. Just fix my problem. God, I want that people from my job will get saved. Witness to them. I want my neighborhood to change. Witness to them. Oh, God, I want these chairs. Bring the water. You know, from the wall wasn't filtered water. That's why the Paul will say to Timothy, get some wine because the water wasn't so good. And bring this water from street, from outside. 
gallon by gallon. Yeah, but it's not wine. It's not what we need. It's full of tattoo. It's smoking crack cocaine. It's living in adultery. It's cursing as whatever. It's smell. Yes. And death, like this, was health, even not more, of our leaders. They are preaching right now in the conferences. Come on. I wasn't a good water. But now we're looking, oh yeah. When this guy, a pastor also, my pastor, when he came to church in Prescott, he gets saved. He showed his pictures. There was nothing to look on. Actually, there was a lot of not to look on. Pastor Joe Campbell, biker. Pastor Scott Lamb. Pastor Roman Gutierrez. Rick Martinez. I wonder, the guy who bring the, the Roman Gutierrez, who preached with Roman Gutierrez, oh, that's a pastor with the conference. No. But you see, that was a God's job. Our job was to bring them to God that he'll transform them. Our job is to bring water. God's job to transform water in wine. There's a partnership. Jesus is waiting for us to bring the water. You see, there became no wine without water. Jesus turned water into wine, but he did not fill the vessels. Could it be true that some of the things we want to change in our lives, in our churches and those around us, need our work of faith? Could it be that while we are waiting, waiting for God for wine, God is waiting for us to bring water? Could it be like that? Sometimes, you know, maybe you hear about this uh, Asbury revival. It's going... I hope it's, it will work good. I don't Time will show. But definitely, I'd like to see some revival in our church. Right? Some, some extra chairs. Some moving walls. It can happen. God is in it. God loves Casa Grande. And... Let me tell I know a little bit of your pastor. He will never let this church to be overpacked. He'll send couples. It's a river. People come, get saved, disciple, go. This is the destiny of the church. But it starts with us bringing the water. Because sometimes we have the mistake, we're looking at the people already... How we can save them. Oh, I, I can preach to this one because I, I can fix him. <laughs> but God said, it's not your business to transform the water. Your business to bring the water. Finally, God always does much more than we can ever imagine. Another question. When Jesus transformed water in wine? When was the moment? Who knows? Huh? No. When there was the moment that, that water transforms in the vine? When servant tasted. So now we see this is a problem. 
bigger. They fill the water. They have six jars full with water. And now Jesus tells them, hey, take some of this water and bring to the guy in charge. So they're bringing, and the guy is tasting. What a wonderful wine. And I can picture the face of the servants. What? Hey, something with the taste papillum get wrong? I mean, we know what we put there. But God transformed it. God can amaze. Another story in Luke 5. This is a time with Jesus, with his, his preaching. And he's preaching near a lake. And he decided to rent Peter's boat. We know the story. So after that, it's like midday, he preached like a lot. And he said, hey, Peter, go to the deep and throw your net. I want you to think about what's happened there. Peter is a professional fisherman. He knows his job. He knows that lake wide and long. He knows when fish are caught, when he knows everything about fish. And now he's Jesus, a carpenter, not a professional fisherman, never hold a road in his life, living like 20 miles from the nearest lake. It's like two days walking. And he's telling to Peter, professional fisherman, how to fish the fish. No, working in maintenance. I already planning to do a t-shirt. Like, I will do a job for this amount, $30 per hour. If you want to advise me how to do this job, it will cost you $100 per hour. But so many times, there are people that try to give me some advices. All the time, you know. Oh, but you need to do like, if you're so smart, do it yourself. But they're not. And here we have this Amateur guy, carpenter, rabbi, they're telling the professional how to fish the fish. Actually, his answer is a little bit like this. Master, we've struggling all night, haven't caught anything. Look, preacher, I know what to do when it's come to fishing. That's actually in translating. But Peter obey. He say, okay, I'll do this. You know what? The result was amazing. That's always amazing. Because when we're obeying God, the answer, it's much exceedingly what we're expecting. Because another strange in this story from Cana of Galilee, it's about the quantity of wine. Okay, um, I, I am assumed that there are some people here that you organ, uh, organize the weddings. Are there people? Yeah, you, you, you prepare for family, for your kids or something like that. So when you're planning like for 30, 40 people a feast, you kind of have some papers with what you need. You buy like five packs of, I don't know, bread. You get like like 15 gallons of juice, something. I mean, you you have some numbers, right? That, that's that's normal. That that's called planning. 
So I believe in this wedding, because the wedding in, in Israel, they have about six days. And uh, when they plan this, they plan pretty okay. So I believe there was like at the end, the wine was running out. It wasn't about a lot of quantity. Maybe 10, 15 gallons would be enough. They don't need a lot. So they didn't, they wasn't able to buy because there wasn't like Walmart there. There was nobody to sell them that wine. But Jesus doing 150 gallons of wine, a good wine. Why? Because God always amazes us. God is thinking way more than we are planning. Because God knew that this couple would need to live with some wine. And more after they cover the need, they have plenty enough that remain after that. Because this is the Jesus' signature. When we are doing, because it's always amazing. Sometimes we're just obeying God in weird, like, God, I don't understand it, but I will do this. And the results are so tremendous. Never expect. You know, sometimes hard issues and uh, I ask pastor how I should do. And God is talking to my pastor and to you, pastor. Do like this. Make no sense. But when you obey, God doing miracle. I remember one time I was working on Saturday in Romania. I was working for, for Muslim guys. It's from Syria. And uh, that was that Saturday, there was a men's discipleship in, in Brasov city. No way how I can get out. So my pastor was calling me, hey, you're not on the list with going to the, the discipleship. Why? Well, I'm working. See, I need you to be, that you'll be there. It's like, okay. So I'm going to my sh boss, Mufid. Hey, Mufid, what about? Well, I need to go to Brasov. And he's look at me. Okay. And I was like, yeah. He said, but do you have money enough to go there on that? I didn't thought about that. He said, okay, take this. It's not advantage. Just I, I give you. Just just go. I, you, I like you. Just go have a good time. I never thought that it will work like this. But God always preparing at the end. God is doing exceedingly more that we are expecting. But all this happened when we obeying. Listen, our Christian life can be resumed. Do whatever he tells you to do. So simple, so profound, so deep. Let's bow our heads. Thank you for listening to this episode of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. When you listen to these inspiring messages, you are helping to send missionaries from the Chandler Bible Conference in September. If you loved what you heard, please send this message to someone that needs to hear it. Then leave us a review using the links in the show notes so that everyone who wants to find this podcast will see it when they search for it. We cannot thank you enough. See you next time.